welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Aravina. This week on the podcast, I have comedian Matt Brousseau. Matt Brousseau is also the recording engineer for both Feral Audio and Starburns Industries. He was gracious enough to let us use the Starburns studio to record this episode, so that's why it sounds so amazing. Thank you again so much for that, Matt. Um, Matt is also the co-host of the podcast called Bleak and Review, along with past guest Kevin Anderson. It's truly one of my favorite podcasts, so definitely check that one out if you haven't. Um, this week, the topic is sports superstition, so enjoy. So, this is both playing sports and watching sports, or mostly just the sports that you play? Uh, it, it, a little bit of, of both, I guess. We could evenly distribute it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I definitely have more uh, concrete memories of, of watching sports mm-hmm. and, and having superstitions, but... Uh, but uh, play, I mean, playing sports, it's, there's, it's a, there's a different mindset for superstitions when mm-hmm. you're playing sports, I suppose. Yeah, like what, what was the first sport you remembered having superstitions about? It was probably hockey because mm-hmm. with, uh, I play, you know, all kinds of, we had a basketball hoop, we had a, a yard, enough room to like throw things mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and hit things and just <laughs> jog and, and all kinds, you know, there's plenty of space to do things but mm-hmm. i guess hockey require unlike baseball baseball you can just show up and you can play mm-hmm. uh but with hockey there's a whole routine to it you go you go to the rink you put your bag down you you you, you put on your jack strap you put on your your shin guards then you put on your socks and then you put on the uh the pants mm-hmm. and then you put on uh, your skates and you got to put the skates on before the shoulder pads otherwise you won't be able to get down and tie your skates it's very awkward and so then there's all these things like you okay how many how many times do i i will put one string of tape around my socks i put two is this comfort is it routine and suddenly maybe routine becomes superstition because you fuck up the tape and then you're on the bench and you have a they're like oh the tape's messed up it's taking me out of the game and so i don't know how some of it is is routine becomes superstition almost mm-hmm. so it sounds like like did you learn these superstitions like from your brothers or from your dad or is this just kind of a thing that you kind of created in your own head uh, I, I well, I think some of it is that you some of the the athletes I followed had superstitions, mm-hmm. and I realized that was a normal thing. Like um, when I grew up following hockey, I didn't root for teams; I rooted for players. Mm-hmm. And so I rooted for this guy named Patrick Waugh, who was arguably arguably the greatest goaltender in the history of hockey. Mm-hmm. And his thing before every game, he would take an entire roll of tape and wrap it around the top of his stick, the butt end of his stick. And at every before every game, he'd do an entire roll. And that was just like, it was like a meditative thing, but that was a superstition. Mm-hmm. And then goalies are really weird people because they're in their head and they're, they have a mask on and they smell awful. And it's their job to save things. And if they don't, then it's kind of their fault, but it's not their fault. And so they're like pitchers almost in, in baseball where they're, they're always weird because mm-hmm. it's very lonely. Uh, and so I, I think... Uh, Goalies also have a routine. You know, they 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 hit the posts. They do. They 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 move their arms in certain ways. They they hit their stick on the couple, ice a couple times to like wake themselves up and get back into the game. And and then that's their superstition in their own way. Wow. And, and did you learn this just like by watching them on TV, or like would you go out and seek out? I guess. Well, there there wasn't internet really. Right. When you were a child, like how did you find out about these superstitions? What it was is um, when I was growing up, we. Uh, so at school, they would send us like the 
they would have that that little paper newsletter thing where you would check off the books you wanted and then they were kind of cheap and so you could order them through school. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was a uh, you would you could order a binder mm-hmm. and it had different sections and one of them was it was a binder just full of animals all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be like mammals, reptiles, fish. And so you could get like a packet and you could put it in the binder and you could read all about each animal. And then after I went through all of that, I discovered there was a sports one. Mm-hmm. So then there was a sports one about each different sport, the best players in the sport, interesting, crazy stories from sports and all in this giant binder. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I would read about all the athletes that I was interested in. Oh, interesting. It's so, I, I love just like the, I don't know if you could say like DIY way of yeah. It is yeah. really like of finding out information beforehand. It's like, it's so easy now. I love hearing about like, how did you study when you were a kid? Like, right. how did you write your reports? Yeah. One of the, one of the stories that always stuck with me was, um, the story about Bob Beeman, mm-hmm. who was a uh, track and field Olympian for the United States. I want to say so he, this story happened during the Mexico Olympics when uh, uh, John Carlos and Tommy Smith did their black uh, black power salute mm-hmm. when they went on the podium and they wore they took their shoes off they had black socks on and they had black gloves and they put their fists in the air because they were they were number one and two in this track competition and they were on the podium and they put their fists in the air and put their heads down when the anthem played mm-hmm. and this was this huge story and this story overshadowed Bob Beeman breaking the long jump record. Mm -hmm. And the story about Bob Beeman is like, he jumped the distance no one had ever conceived was possible. Wow. And he jumped it and everybody was like, he just disappeared into the sky. (laughs) And so for years I read this story for like, I want to say like seven, eight, maybe 10 years. I read this story before I was ever, ever ever able to watch a video of it. Yeah. So I had this whole idea of what he actually did. (laughs) And then the internet told me, I was like, Oh, that seemed like a normal jump. But to them that was, it was, he jumped to the moon basically. Yeah. (laughs) And, was it kind of disappointing to then watch the video after you, like you, you tell yourself this one right. story? <laughs> yeah, I, there was definitely. I, I think I was old enough to expect some mm-hmm. uh, disappointment because the record had been broken by that point. Okay, but uh, it's, it's always interesting that contrast the story in your head. Right, the the lore behind the yes. actual story. Yes, I love that that kind of stuff still exists too. Just like creating like these modern tall tales. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you know, for all we know, Paul Bunyan's real because there's no video of him being short. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he might have had the blue ox. That's right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Bessie? I don't remember. Babe. 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 <laughs> That's right. Babe the blue ox. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, that do you think that having superstitions in sports makes players maybe... I don't know, give them like peace of mind or do you think it may drive some of them crazy? It's interesting. I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not, <laughs> that's I'll, I'll end there. I'll see you later. Because, <laughs> um, because I think superstitions are, are they're good in a certain way in the fact that by, by, by putting these things in your head and knowing that like I tied my skates this way and I tape my, uh, when I go up to the, when I, you know, when I'm playing baseball and you're, 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 you're at bat, you know, before you go up, you do it. You do a little routine, mm-hmm. and all of these things serve to kind of take uh, uh, anxiety away mm-hmm. because you're, you're stripping away all kinds of things outside. You're like, well, all of the outside stuff is taken care of because I tape my stick this way. Yeah, and so you're you're removing all these outside forces that might mess you up, and you can focus. But also, when you subscribe to that kind of mentality, it also means you're not completely a realist about what's happening 
on the ice or in the field. Yeah. Because because you're not being honest about what's actually affecting things. Mm-hmm. And you're you're hoping these outside forces will take care of it. Well, sometimes you just have to be honest that you, you had a bad game, not because you taped your stick wrong, but because you didn't work hard enough or right. something. Or some kid was better than you. Or you just got, had a bad accident and you fucked up. So a lot of not having these rituals to not have to look in the mirror. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> yeah, you could, you, could, you could shuck blame off of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> delay the failure, the yes. feeling of failure. Right. Do you have like any particular stories or instances where you you let the superstition get to you like like you were affected by that where you weren't accepting like the the responsibility and deferring it more of it to the the superstition yes i what i remember when i was uh, a kid we were in this uh, it was called the might see tournament mm-hmm. and might mites are like kindergarten and below basically mm-hmm. for the most part i believe and it was this huge it, where i grew up in east, in southampton east Ham, massachusetts the might see tournament teams from all over new england would show up because her parents are like we're going on vacation for a weekend i have our kids play some hockey and we'll take it too seriously and my team the local team had never won the competition mm-hmm. and i think it was in like its fifth or fifth year and so my team was finally on our way to we were the best team in the tournament we thought and we were gonna we were, we were making it to the finals, and then my morning routine got messed up. Like mm-hmm. I would always eat Cheerios or some shit, and then I I think I ate like I got to I didn't have time to eat breakfast because I fucked up, and I went to the the rink and I had like I had uh, like Cheetos, and uh-huh. all of a sudden in my head I'm like I don't feel it. Like the 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 thing is like the superstition didn't matter. I probably just didn't feel good because I ate shit. Yeah. But in my head, it was like, I don't feel good because I didn't have the same routine. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as comfortable. Uh, uh, so yeah, so it was immediately like all of a sudden I'm, I'm in kindergarten. I'm already mm-hmm. believing in this stuff. Yeah. That's, that's super young to, to get that in your head. But that, I mean, that's like all kids do is just believe in superstitions. Yeah. And then we lost the game. Oh, I was going to ask that. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you guys end we up lost. losing? Yeah. Oh, well, did that, was that kind of, I mean, I don't know if what like a, a wake up call for like a five year old <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> Time out. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, I got to get it together, man. <laughs> man I got to stop smoking. Yeah. I can't be doing this when I'm six. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this is like really fascinating to me because I, the only sport I ever played was water polo and mm-hmm. I only did that for the first two years of high school. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have time to create these superstitions for me. It was more just like, I'm so tired. I hate this game. I'm only doing this for <laughs> PE credit. Uh-huh. Who cares if we win or lose? I have no, <laughs> like it always felt good when we won, but it, I would never was just like, I put on my cap too tight or right. It wasn't life or death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, I mean, I played a lot of travel sports mm-hmm. and it'd be the type of thing where it's like we were in Massachusetts, Western Massachusetts, I'd have to get up at 5.30 in the morning, and my dad would drive us to New York to the Adirondacks, we'd get there at 7.30 in the morning, and then I'd have to play a game at 8, and in front of, like, all these parents, and, like, it, it was way too stressful mm-hmm. for me, uh, and so I think the kind of, made the superstitions kind of help me, again, like, just pretend I had some control over something, Yeah. but, you know, I was a young kid, and just, like, when you're, when, for me at least, but I was like six, seven, all the way up until like 14, 15. And then you're in high school and like you make a mistake and adults, you can hear adults like whining. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't, you're not even my dad. Yeah. And you're angry because I f- missed a pass. And so all this, there's all this outside forces that just kind of like, I've, I was never able to fully get them out of my head. Yeah. And superstition, I think maybe kind of like damp, dampened it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it very well could have. 
And do you do you think that having those superstitions have carried over into other parts of your life? Like, do you have any, I guess, like work superstitions or like? I, I think I think uh, performance. I think some of it what carried over is is just having a routine, mm-hmm. um, and and. But I think also that something that carried over was the fact that that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to, but that I've I've got I got very good clear idea that the fact that I don't need to do those things. Yeah. I can be more realistic about going into things without having those, and maybe it's good to not have those because maybe then my mind is open to the outside forces and yeah. I can bring that into something less inhibited. Yeah, more, more accepting of what could happen and how to react to that rather than being having this preconceived idea of how things are going to go and then setting yourself up for a disappointment. Right, especially because you 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 have you get rid of all the outside forces and you're like things are going to be fine and then they don't go fine mm-hmm. and so. If you're not expecting that because you went through your routine, then you're completely fucked. Uh-huh. And so not having a routine maybe means that or not having a superstition maybe means that you're 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 more ready to deal with these things. Yeah, definitely. Do you is there um what's like the way to phrase this? Is there a superstition that you used to have that your that was like maybe like the one that you had the longest or like the one that made you kind of feel the best when you were doing it. I uh, I I I can't say that they're necessarily well. Well, I, I became very I got injured a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I became very kind of superstitious about stretching, mm-hmm. and that kind of like calmed me down because I had pull muscles easily and stretching. It was like, okay, if I'm stretching then I won't get injured. Yeah. And normally that was true. Uh, and then, but then there'd be the moment you did get injured and everybody go, the guy who stretches the most, man, he's getting injured the most. What's up with that? And so yeah. then that kind of, you're like, what the fuck am I, am I doing it wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, all these ideas I had about how I'd keep myself safe. And now they're, they're totally out the window. Uh, and that was kind of a realistic, uh, uh, that kind of opened up my mind to maybe mm-hmm. I need to figure out just a, a non-superstitious way to do these things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Not go overkill because you might have even been stretching too much and like right. strain. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, maybe I was just doing it wrong because mm-hmm. I was so so tied to the superstition of doing it. Yeah, it's almost a lot of these things sound so much like compulsions too. Yes. Yeah, I mean, compulsions. yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's it, a form of it. Yeah. yeah, turn the light off ten times. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> doing doing seventeen stretches on the same quad. And your mom won't slip and fall to her death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, stepping on cracks and stuff. What do you think is like the weirdest sports superstition you had at any point? Uh, well, my my, I don't my. It's not my favorite story, but I think it's the most illustrative story of. Of of how deep these things can get, uh, I, I I'm a Yankees fan, which is um, you know I was grew up in Western Massachusetts. When I was growing up, we got the Yankees on the radio and TV. You can't get that anymore without paying extra money now. But that was, that was my dad was from New Jersey. He was a Yankees fan. Uh, he made me a Yankees fan. And uh, in 2000, uh, the 2000 season or was it the 2001 season? The Yankees was 2001 season. The Yankees were in the World Series, mm-hmm. and they were playing the Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks, <laughs> and they the series wasn't going that well. They, they, uh, they I think they won a game, they lost a game, and they were behind in a game. And I was taking a shower while they were behind, and the radio in my bathroom was on. I was listening to the game, 
and they and they they started coming from behind, and so I was like, well, I'll just stay in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just listened to the game in the bathroom, and all of a sudden they're behind, and then it's like bottom of the ninth. I, I think it's Scott. It might have been Jeter. I'm in the bathroom. He hits a game tying home run. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, fucking great. Now, so it's going, we go into extra innings. Scott Brocious hits a game-winning home run. I'm in the bathroom. Amazing. Uh-huh. So next game, listen to the entire game in the bathroom, and they won. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I think they lost the game, and there's like, and then it was, it was game seven, and I'd been, every time they had won, I had listened to the game in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then game seven, they were winning, and it was bottom nine, Mariano Rivera's on the on the mound, the greatest closer in Major League history. He's going to close the game out, and I'm in the bathroom listening. And they just need two outs. And I'm like, I gotta, I, I can't, I can't listen to this. I got to go watch this. Yeah. I have to watch <laughs> them win. And he gives up. Uh, I think he gives up a single, and he gives up a double, and then he gives up just like this bloop single. And I'm sitting there like. Why did I leave the bathroom? <laughs> How selfish of me to leave the bathroom when I ruined the entire series. You put it all on yourself. Yeah. Oh my god. And I think I was I was probably like 14 at that time too. It was, it was too old to get sucked into it, but I just every time I was in the bathroom they were great. Yeah. And then every time I left they 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 fucked it up. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. Like that would have convinced me if that if yeah. that was my superstition yeah. like that that settles it. I'm a witch. Right. This is all on me. <laughs> but then there's that moment where you're like, well I can't spend my whole life in the bathroom so, yeah. so, so, that's, so this, this team can win like yeah, they already they already won they, they would go on to win more like they, yeah. they won so many world series in that era that i didn't need to be in the bathroom for any of them yeah maybe maybe that's why uh certain teams are good for like a little while like just one guy's some, in the bathroom yeah. somewhere. <laughs> like some some guy was like really in the bathroom for the cavaliers yeah. like and then the golden state warriors the year before <laughs> when you were in the bathroom would you just like go about your routine, like you know, shower, you know, use the toilet, shave, whatever? Yeah, I I, th- I was oh, too, you, you too were, young to shave. Yeah, too young to shave. That's um, right. I was just yeah. <laughs> what just, if you were shaving? Yeah, I just I started shaving because of it. Yeah, I was so old. I got so old in there. <laughs> I started dyeing my hair because it's all turning white. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think uh, I just I spent a lot just growing up, you know, especially driving a lot to mm-hmm. all these games. You know, we'd always get home late, and I just got used to listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. And so I was just okay sitting for stretches at a time just listening to the radio, even though I I hated the Yankees announcer, this guy John Sterling. I don't know if Michael Kay might have been doing it. This is too much inside baseball baseball. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it just I just got used to it. And I'm sure, like, at times I probably, like, I was probably masturbate because that was a good place to masturbate. Uh, the bathroom, I would just sit in the toilet, like maybe like read, scroll through some comic that had been there, and started yellowing from from all the steam. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and super pruny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But your skin never looked better. <laughs> That's, yeah, tell that to high school. Me. Yeah. <laughs> you have a bad acne problem in high school. I did. Yeah, it was. Me uh, too. It was like actually, it started in like. It started in fourth grade. Holy shit, me too. <laughs> and this this uh, this girl in the class, she's like, "Hey, Matt, you got one of those Madonna zits?" Because I had this like the Madonna uh-huh. birthmark zit <laughs> on my face, and I was like, I'm, I, I, "That broke me." Aww. I was like forever broken because of that one <laughs> smart comment. 
Oh, how's uh, that? Yeah, that's all right. I, I got over it. I think, yeah. I think I got over it. It's probably deep somewhere. Yeah, you don't have a Madonna, uh, whatever she calls it. I have a it. beard now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah it covers all I have of the your Madonna mat- beard. Yeah, Madonna beard. Uh, but the rest, your, the rest of your skin looks good. So see Cinderella story. Yeah, and Accutane. Oh, yeah. That, that'll yeah. usually do it. Yeah. And cause severe depression sometimes. Did you get that? Oh, I still... <laughs> <laughs> but was that pre-Accutane? Um, it, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a very, very sensitive kid. Very extremely. I mean, maybe this is probably why there was some superstition. Uh, like such. I mean, I'm sensitive now. I'm just slightly mm-hmm. better at dealing with it. Yeah. As a kid, I was always, I was very sensitive. I was sensitive to um, being like people noticing me or for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Or like I, my mom always told me the story of like we, I, we were out shopping and I was like three or four. My friend Pat. And he would like, we would be in like a clothing store and he would, he would like rifle through all the clothes. And I kept telling him not to do it because I Mm -hmm. thought it was rude. And I thought it was like, and my mom would tell this story as like, oh, what a nice kid. But I think like now I'm like, geez, like I still see myself doing that to, to friends. Like I'm, I'm actually nicer to strangers than I am my friends because mm-hmm. I'm like they're my friends they can take it yeah. I don't want this stranger to get a bad impression of me and and I it's like that's not a health that's not a good thing yeah. I should be nicer to my friends than strangers I feel yeah. like I get that exact same thing too I don't know what it is I I'm just like oh you were close I feel like I can bully you a little yes, bit <laughs> yeah, exactly like you you'll put up with it I know you don't think I'm a terrible person yeah it, but maybe I <laughs> but I, it's a lot of that sensitivity carried over into mm-hmm. sports and just like I still remember. I mean, it, it, there for like until maybe a year or two ago, I remember mistakes I made in high school hockey, like one that could have won the game, and it, it's a it's a form of intrusive thought. And it took me a while to realize like how to transfer those thoughts, take that energy out of them, and so I just like I realized like clenching my fists like converts those thoughts into just like an energy, and then I kind of release it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe maybe that's like my new superstition is just like functioning intrusive thoughts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. uh, Do you find yourself doing like the clenching of the fists like before you you go on stage ever? No, no. I I, that's something that's so much more. uh, It's I'm so much more open to Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, afterwards, then I'll like I'll think back of all the terrible like the things I messed up on stage and then I'll kick Mm -hmm. myself over that. But. There's something, the great thing about doing stand-up is that I'm, I can, I'm just alone up there. Mm-hmm. And with sports, there's always like, oh, some other guy's like, he's bigger, he's faster, he's going to like, he's going to hurt me, or I'm not as good as this person, or I'm better than this person, and I have, therefore I always have to be better than them. And so there's all these other variables. When usually with stand-up, it's like, I've, I'm finally getting to a point where it's like, that guy had an amazing set, I don't have to be better than him. Right. I just have to be myself and be funny. And yeah. it won't, maybe the laughs won't be as big. Maybe it'll be more, maybe it's more like thoughtful silence or, you know, it's just coming to terms with accepting that, uh, that's who I am. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to impress random strangers. Mm-hmm. I can just be myself and be happy. And, and hopefully that's enough to get booked again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that, that's awesome that, Stand-up is not this. It's the complete opposite of yeah. all that. There's no second guessing, like what you're gonna, you know, m- what you may or may not do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I and something weird. I, I, I always did as a kid, and I don't know if it's superstitious or it's just crazy. Like I'd be playing basketball in my front yard a lot mm-hmm. in our driveway, and 
every time a, a you could it was an incredibly long road and you could hear cars coming up the hill or you could hear cars coming and every time a car would pass the house if i was dribbling i would take a shot mm-hmm. like oh these strangers they're going to see me shoot one basket I, i've got to make it so they think i'm cool or something yeah. some like some weird uh just like f- so i think a, maybe all these superstitions are me just like trying to find the easiest path, easiest path to be accepted for something. Yeah. Just like cutting out all, everything outside. So like I can be good and it's not even just so I can be good. It's so people think I'm good and they like me because of it. Mm-hmm. That was like such motivation. It's, it's so, so many. Yeah. It's, whether it's a teammate or a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah especially a stranger for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they might become a friend and then later you can bully them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like there's all these old sports stories about like some guys like driving through bumfuck Arkansas and he's like, saw this kid throw a rock against a water tower and I signed him and he turned out to be Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anything could happen. Yeah. You know, any stranger could be a stranger could also be a psycho and kill you. <laughs> right. But you take a chance. So I saw this kid throwing a rock, I killed him, it turned yeah. out to be Babe Ruth. <laughs> That's yeah. In some alternate universe, that definitely <laughs> yes. happened. Yeah, it's a planner O'Connor story. Yeah. Um, do your um, does your anyone else in your family share like these superstitions or have their own that you've discussed with them? No, I I, I I'm sure they have. I I don't. No, I don't think they have superstitions. My mm-hmm. dad is like he's he's a very quiet character. Yeah, he's a guy who like he's like he's very he's very funny and very like in the moment and alive but he doesn't say he doesn't say a lot but mm-hmm. he has like weird quirks like every now and then he'll just see like a rock and be like that's a nice rock <laughs> and he's like a little tiny little rock and they're like normal rocks they're yeah. just like this they're just is uh, little things like that um my mom uh no she's like her superstition is like she's still a little religious so she doesn't go yeah. to church but like she sees through all that like she doesn't she doesn't give any weight to any of that bullshit mm-hmm. she's like fucking really determined and just like straight sees through everything and um my brother Guillaume he's a he's an engineer he's a, a mechanical engineer or a, uh I think mechanical he's some sort of very smart yeah engineer. and so like in that line of work there's there's routine but there's certainly not superstition right there's no room for superstition no engineering when he's like making fuel cells so he can't be like ah you know I tied my shoes earlier we got this one I don't need to double check any of the math yeah you know uh, but my other my other brother Marcel he, he's a he's an, an English professor and so he probably has he seems like more more of a superstitious guy mm-hmm. um, but I they don't do anything that I notice mm-hmm. I guess but that's kind of the nature of it were they into sports too yeah we all we all played sports our mm-hmm. parents put us into sports and we are we were all good enough to make some sort of travel team which for some reason my dad enjoyed waking up at five thirty in the morning <laughs> to drive his places. Hey, that was his his routine. Yeah, his, I his think ritual. there was definitely something to that. He's uh, he was a long haul truck driver when he was in college. There you go. So it's like when when I got a paper route when I was um just a f- goddamn fucking mess at uh, your at home. whole let me just say your whole childhood is like a Norman Rockwell calendar, just oh. like listening to the radio in the bathroom. <laughs> a paper route. I got I got the paper route when I was twenty three. <laughs> You're like um, <laughs> I don't even know what to compare that to. I want to say like Crispin Glover's idea of a Norman Rockwell calendar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's 23, but just trying to make an honest living. No, I, I had three. I had three dead end jobs, and that mm-hmm. was one of them. It was the only way I could afford to like just keep going through life, and that's one of the reasons why I moved out of there. But my dad was like. He was out of work and he was just like, he needed something. He's like, hey, I'll wake up at 
three in the morning on Sundays and drive around the Berkshires with you. Yeah. I was like, okay, for sure. And he just, he just, he likes just driving around and just moving through with cars, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. This must be his meditation. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly, it seems like it. Yeah. yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. Um, are there, um, do you follow many sports nowadays? Not as many as I used to. Um, mm-hmm. I used to follow like everything, you know, basketball, baseball, hockey. And then I, I think I just got, kind of just got tired of that and just started mm-hmm. watching soccer uh, about 10, 11 years ago. And okay. I was just like, all right, here's like, because it, it was a new, it was a new sport for me to learn. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I was, I understood hockey um, very well. I, when I graduated high school, I became uh, the junior varsity hockey coach for the high school I just graduated from. And then I was also like a varsity assistant coach. And uh, so I, I, I understood like the basic ideas of space and movement in that. And I think that translated well for soccer. So I kind of just enjoy watching how that all, the the, the amoebas kind of work around each other. Right. You know? Do you follow like American soccer or do you? No, no, I, I, I follow the Liverpool in the Premier League. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever gone to like a, like a pub where they're all watching that. Yeah, yeah. In Chicago, there's this amazing bar called Cleo's, mm-hmm. and they they open at uh, like six in the morning if that's when the game is mm-hmm. on. So you can get there at six in the morning. They have a cook there. You can eat a fucking amazing breakfast. Just get wasted. And, oh, that's and so 9 much fun. And you're like, all right, now what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Cleo's is an amazing bar, and then you know every time there's a big game, it's always packed full of people. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's a, it's a soccer bar, but if soccer's not on, it's just this really cool little divey type bar. Yeah, I would love to ask those fans what superstitions they have. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean this. Oh, the, I feel like the the well the British just in general probably just have some crazy superstitions over sports because sure. like soccer is intensely huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I mean just like that the radio thing. I think this is like a, it's a lifetime for a lot of these people. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, you know they have their shirts. You know, there's so mm-hmm. many people who just oh, I don't wash this shirt. Yeah. Because and for me. Um, I never subscribed to that because I'm like, this shirt smells bad. Yeah. So I'm, willing, <laughs> I'm willing to trade a loss for yeah. a clean shirt. That's the only pragmatic thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely, uh, it's it's insane. Uh, but if it works for them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I Now I want to ask, like, my, because my parents are both into soccer. Like, mm-hmm. my mom's from Mexico, my dad's from Argentina. Mm-hmm. And they, they love watching, like, their country's teams. I, I wonder if, like, they've had any superstitions with that. Did they meet in Mexico when Argentina won? No. Oh, okay. No, they met here. Okay. <laughs> no, that would have what a what a time to be alive yeah. for my dad. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. No, they, my mom probably would have killed him. They, they always <laughs> like to fight over soccer. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good little uh, regional rivalry there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Although Mexico's team sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not much of a rivalry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Any other, um, you know, stories about ri- uh, the, the superstitions that you wanted to share? That you- um. No, nothing. Nothing really. Co- I think that's like that's kind of like the. Ba- I, I I don't want to say I grew out of it, mm-hmm. but I think I kind of just realized like uh, to just have a routine mm-hmm. is okay. But once I start believing the routine will solve my problems, then it becomes an issue. Yeah, then ditch that routine. Yeah, and then find something else. Yeah, be, kind of be uh, honest about it. And so, uh, yeah, like you know, when I was a kid, there there would be moments where like, uh, you know, I would have my hands in a certain position. Mm-hmm. And the team would be doing well, so I'd be like, I can't. My my fists are closed. I gotta have my fists closed whenever they get the ball or something, you know. Uh, and then I think I I kind of it's one of those things where you where you become an adult and you're just like, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't just sit around all day with my fins, fists clenched, you know. So there's all of a sudden you get older and the the pragmatism starts coming in mm-hmm. uh, when you're like, oh wait, because if you actually do the math, 
the superstition doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, it has no bearing. What you're doing in like in Massachusetts is not affecting these people playing over in like, you know, Florida. Right. The butterfly effect yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, if it did, uh, this world would be insane. Oh right my now. gosh. Yeah. We, we would like be walking on the ceiling and squirting goo out of our eyelids. Yeah. Like. <laughs> this is a comedian. Aaron Weaver had, has this old bit about how he's like, if the butterfly effect work, he'd be like, yeah, uh, did you pay your bill? Yeah, I just threw a rock against the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Matt. Sure. Hey, thank you for having me. This yeah. Is great.